Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns gets there. Spider-Man. What a pass rush by Burns. See how quickly he got to the edge and got This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome into a brand new edition of Believe in Carolina Panthers here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Carolina Panthers beat writer for Sports Illustrated, Skylar Callahan, and the Carolina Panthers all-time leading rusher, Jonathan Stewart. Here with you every week, we're getting closer and closer to week one of the 2023 NFL season. Your Carolina Panthers finished preseason 0-3. Don't worry about that. We'll tell you why. Got uh, some good stuff to talk about this morning, including... Um, kind of glad we waited till today to do this because we waited till after cuts. So we've got a, a official 53 man roster we can go through now. We'll go through that and uh, kind of see some spots that might be some strengths and weaknesses as we go through the first uh, three or four weeks of the season. Uh, a little bit of audio from head coach Frank Wright talking about those cuts and how some of those players might be back um, sometime throughout the season. We'll discuss the mechanics of that and how that works. Uh, and we'll go through the season. Uh, usually at this time of the year, we'll actually go through our schedule. And we will pick on behalf of the show what we think the, uh, the Panthers record will be. I think next week, guys, we'll go through the divisions and uh, and do the division winners uh, who we think is going to win each division for NFC and AFC. I think I put AFC for today, but uh, that's probably plenty. <laughs> Everything that I just discussed there before we go any further, though, a quick word. From our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to your website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus. That's B L E A V. Uh, you'll get 50% on your welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts and where we start today is a quick look at the cuts here. Um, and guys, I wanted to get your opinions on this in terms of, was there a, a player that got cut that actually surprised, uh, surprised that they didn't make the roster. Cause there was a couple of names that, that popped up for me that I was like, Oh, I'm surprised they actually let that guy go. Um, Skyler, you've been, you've been there at training camp and actually seen these guys pretty much daily uh, in Spartanburg and in Charlotte. What's the number one guy that's on this list that you look at and, and you're just like, man, I'm surprised he didn't make the team? I would probably have to say Deion Jones. That, that was the biggest one for me. Uh, when I saw that one come through, uh, it just kind of was like, huh, really? I mean, when – and then really after that, I, I, I would say it wasn't really a surprise that he got cut because I was kind of expecting it. I left, it, I left him off my last 53-man projection, but – because Deion Jones was cut, I expect that maybe that meant something good for Brandon Smith, but then he got let go. So yeah. that was a little uh, confusing, um, but to see uh, Keith Taylor go, um, not a huge surprise either, but um, again, a guy that's only, that was only drafted two years ago, and you start to look at that 2021 draft class, and we went through, when it happened, Des, we were looking at this huge draft class for so many draft picks, 
and you were like, man, there's a lot of picks, but I think a lot of these guys are going to be really good. And now only like four or five of those guys remain. So, yeah. um, and, and who knows what the the uh, the top guys that do remain left, how much time they've got left here. So, um, there there wasn't a whole lot of surprises. I would I would say in in total, but I, I would definitely say Deion Jones is the number one guy for me. Stu, when you when you saw this list of uh, players that got cut, was there one in particular where it just kind of took you back that the, he didn't make the fifty three? Um, I would. I'm right there with. Skyler on this one, Deion Jones is the one that stood out the most. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, I just feel like he, I mean, I, I would have just assumed that they picked him up for him to be on the squad. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and so um, given that, you know, like my understanding of, uh, of him as a player, um, he's, he's shown that he can play the game um, and he knows the game and, you know, for him to not make the roster, Definitely a surprise. You, uh, Kyle, you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that you were curious to see where the quote-unquote Matt Rule guys would end up with this 53 uh, roster, and it looks like the ones that got cut were his dudes, or a lot of them, it feels like. Is that accurate? Because Keith Taylor, he drafted. Um, yeah. some, uh, Thomas, Thomas Oliver III, uh, he drafted. Uh, there's, a couple, there's a couple names in here. I guess Shot Smith for me is the one. Deontay Brown, uh, I was a little surprised about that one, although – He's been kind of on the edge uh, of, of of that roster, of that 53-man roster for the past year or two. Shai Smith, I guess, was for me because they seem kind of thin at wide receiver, although I, I did hear that some wide receivers will come back this week uh, for practice or whatnot. But it felt like with the injury to DJ Chark that they would need someone that's, you know, a fast, over-the-top, you know, kind of blow-the-top-off-the-coverage kind of guy. And I thought that would be Shai Smith, but – then they actually uh, answered my question by trading for this this kid from uh, Kansas City, Amir Smith Marset. Uh, they basically swapped seventh round picks. They're, they're conditional. I'm not going to get into the depths of all that. And they're 2025 20, picks at that. So really, Kansas City just got something for a guy that was going to get cut anyway. But uh, what what uh, what do you know about this guy? Because it seems like he had a really good preseason for Kansas City. Yeah, I mean he. When he played at Iowa, I, I do remember him playing at Iowa. He was like literally their only receiver. <laughs> I mean, he they, they don't really throw the ball that much, but when they did, uh, they were going his way and obviously did the tight ends a lot. But he's got speed. He's got good hands. Um, Frank mentioned yesterday that he could run routes really well. He could play all three receiver spots, which when you're kind of like that sixth or seventh receiver on the depth chart, you kind of got to be able to play all the positions. And he's got values of returner too. So – he does bring a lot to the table, but where exactly he fits in, I mean, who knows? If the whole receiver is healthy, he's probably somebody that's going to be more of a rotational guy. But um, I, don't, I don't know that he's ever going to develop into a starter. But who knows? You never know. What um, I, when I was hearing Frank Wright talk about this, Stu, and we'll pull up his audio here in just a bit. Uh, how how do, do the players that are actually on the fifty three? Do you guys kind of know, like, when, when the cuts happen, who do you kind of know, like, oh, well, that guy's coming back or that guy's going to be on practice squad? Like, do you kind of internally kind of have an idea? Because Frank Wright was talking about uh, they don't look at it as a 53. They look at it, like, as a 53 plus 18 or whatever it is on the practice squad, and they can kind of interchange them, which is refreshing. I've never really heard a head coach in the NFL talk that way before about 
the availability of the players on the entire roster. Do players understand that? Like the the ones that are like, you know, like yourself, like there was a stalwart on the team, a star on the team. The guys are at the back end of that 53. Do you kind of know which ones are going to probably be back at some point in the season? Yeah, definitely. I mean, going through OTAs, training camp, um, you can see the guys that have been working in the offseason that don't have a quote-unquote locked-in roster position. Um, that are fighting for, you know, their spot on the team. And you can see guys that, uh, you know, are either developing or guys that, you know, are taking a decline. Um, and so, I mean, you got a, you got a good sense of knowing who's going to come back, especially if they don't get claimed by other teams. Um, and so, and, and, and for Frank Reich, I mean, I'm pretty sure that he, there's like some guys that he would like to hide. <laughs> from other teams, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, I think because, I mean, they're new coaching staff and, I mean, I just look at the offensive line, you know, I look at the the moves made there, you know, obviously they're they're wanting to put their faith in, you know, their offensive line coach and groom the young guys. Um, that's what it looks like to me that they're going younger, um, you know, getting rid of, you know, the likes of, um, who was that, uh, Michael Jordan and Cam Irving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, you know, I think as a player in the locker room, you, you get a sense of what you're needing. Um, and you start to, especially a veteran, you start to start thinking about the team from a coaching standpoint. And, you know, even from, like, management standpoint, like, well, we were pretty, we didn't, do well in special teams or whatever it is that you got going on. You're thinking to yourself, well, that guy can help us. This guy can help us. And then you're even, you know, thinking about guys on other teams that might get cut and that might be coming in that can challenge a particular guy that's on your roster already. So I'm, I do remember though, my, my rookie year, um, like how I felt as a rookie going through this, if I was going to make the team. Yeah. But it was an eye-opening experience because, you know, I've developed relationships and friendships with these guys that I came in with. And, like, like we became real tight, real close. And then the day comes when these guys aren't, like, just they're gone. Like, you walk in and it's like, oh, we're so-and-so. Oh, he's gone. He got cut. He got released. Like, dang. Like, and it's a cutthroat business, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these days are not the happiest days for a lot of people, um, you know, especially if you have dreams and aspirations of, you know, not just making it to the NFL, but actually, you know, contributing, um, you know, this is a, a way to feed your family. So, you know, fans that, you know, are going through this and watching this unfold before them, just take that, you know, and, and just be reminded that, you know, these guys are, are people and they don't really need to hear you bash them for why they're not making the team. Yeah, no keyboard warriors. Like, don't be excited that such and such got cut or whatever. This is a dude's livelihood that you're celebrating on Twitter or, or Facebook yeah. or whatever. Uh, I think Hard Knocks actually did a lot, not just the season, but in general, <clears throat> excuse me, to really – pull the, the the cover off of that aspect of what you just described because before we never really saw it you know we just saw a list of like guys that are gone but hard knocks actually 
would show you like the process and it is it's a cold process where they basically lead you into a room the assistant director of whatever sitting in there with him and he's just like hey didn't work out your stuff like it's like yeah. done. like that's it like you don't it ain't even like you get a chance to say goodbye to anybody like you just kind of you know get your stuff and go and think about the gms and the coaching staff that have to that have to deliver that type of news to a player um that might have had their hopes up you know yeah. and but you know, I think at the end of the day, that's the nature of the business, and that's what you sign up for. But I just wanted to just give that piece because I just remember how like gut wrenching that was. You know, first time I first time I experienced that. Yeah, and there's some guys too that like that the coaching staff and front office may really like, and there's just not a spot for them on the initial 53. Maybe they're hoping that they pass through waivers and that they can bring them back on the practice squad or something like that. But that's a hard message, not only just because you want them to, to be a part of your team and then they just don't have a spot, but it, it's also the, the player probably knows that too. And yeah. that's, that's yeah. something that's a hard thing knowing that that player was so close, but yet there's no spot. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a good point too, for a player to have to deal with that emotionally where it's like, I'm good enough for them to think I'm good enough to try to figure it out, but I'm not good enough to just be like secure. So it's like, you're in this weird gray area uh, really for a couple of weeks. Cause like all these teams are going through the, the, yeah. uh, you know, clearing all this out. And now the Panthers, now they're down to 53 guys. Now they have to kind of figure out, well, what about this guy that got cut from the Rams? Or what about that guy that got cut from the giants? Like guys that might be better than somebody on the 53 that you actually kept. Uh, here's, here's Frank Wright. Uh, the audio and the video courtesy of Panthers.com and uh, their YouTube channel where he's basically talking about, um, again, like I mentioned, a lot of times you just talk about the 53. I don't think I've ever heard a head coach really refer to the practice squad as part of the main roster. Like, like, like you said, like finding a place to stow away some players. And he's kind of describing it uh, here in terms of what his, uh, his mentality is going forward with the roster going into week one. Obviously, a lot of the guys that were let go today are going to be back here on our practice squad. A lot of the guys that were let go today are going to end up starting games for us this year, you know, a lot or however many. And it's just going to happen every year in the NFL you know, because of injuries, just long seasons. But, um, and we're going to be excited about it. You know, we look at it like when we get our 53 plus 16, like I know there's that distinction, the pay is a little different and all that stuff. But as far as the coaches are concerned, this is our squad 53 and the 16 is all one squad. So that's why really tomorrow the work will be done. Um, I wanted to go back before we go any further, though, and shout out to the ones that have uh, come in uh, this morning. Uh, some of our uh, faithful Believe in Panther fans, Richard Farron, checking in with us. Uh, super fan, you my boy Blue in the house this morning. Uh, apparently, we got on before he had to go into work. So shout out to, to Blue for getting in here. Willie Smith in here, a regular as well. Um, I, I want to, before we go further, I, I do want to step back and kind of look at the preseason wide angle now that it's over. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about the final uh, preseason game, but as a whole, how comfortable are you guys knowing what you know about what they're not showing and then what you actually saw kind of that last game three from the offense? Uh, it felt like the Panther fan base just needed to be appeased. Like they just wanted a touchdown. <laughs> just give us a touchdown and we'll feel better about everything. So I didn't really see any, anybody complaining about the loss. It was more – showing the clip of uh, Bryce throwing uh, to Adam Thielen, which was a beautiful pass. Like, he threw that thing before Thielen was even out of his route, and it was perfect. Like, it hit, it hit Thielen 
like right here, like in the face mask. Like he had no choice but to catch it, uh, to just turn and catch. And that's the kind of stuff that made Bryce Young the number one pick overall. Is there su- is there anything that's bothering you going into week one, uh, Stu? I'll start out with you. Is there anything out there from the three preseason games you saw, the answers from the coaches were going to be very vanilla. They really were. Was there is there anything still lingering that you're concerned about going into week one? Oh, you're hey, you're muted. You're muted. There you go. Oh. All right, here we go. There it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I'm not concerned. Uh, I think at the end of the day, like people, we can't. There's no need to really jump the gun here. Um, I, I think they pretty much told us like, hey, we're not running our plays, plays, and rightfully so. You got a division game coming up, first game of the season. So why would you want to show them anything, mm-hmm. especially if you're in a position of being a new staff that hasn't shown anyone anything? So from that perspective, I'm excited to see what they actually going to run yeah. <laughs> and how they're going to run their offense. We have no idea what the offense is going to so, be. So if you're a Carolina <laughs> Panther fan, you should be, like, super, like, juiced about the first game of the season. Um, got a division opponent, got a coaching staff that hasn't shown their hand, and you got the number one uh, draft pick um, in this year's draft that has shown a lot of promise. Um, I'll say one thing. Like So, yeah, to your answer your question, I'm not worried. I am excited. I feel good. I feel I'm good. excited to see – because what I what I liked was I don't know if you guys remember I think it was Jonathan Mingo. Bryce uh, threw a pass to Jonathan Mingo. They missed, and it was probably a huge play. I mean, it was definitely probably a touchdown. Um, but everything about that play, like, said to me, "Oh, these guys are young, but they understand." <laughs> they yeah. under, like. Even like even that miss, you can tell they sh- they showed a close up of Bryce, um, and he just had this like look on his face like ah, so close like mm-hmm. why did why didn't why didn't this just like be a good like a big play, um, and so when you see guys that you know like oh man I just missed that but it's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna be okay type of vibe and <laughs> that that's like the confidence that you want out of your top player. Um, but he set his feet nicely. Um, and I don't know, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what the Panthers do this year. Um, I know they're going to win. They're going to win a lot. That's all. I think they are too. Well, especially compared to what we've gone through the past three or four years, like a lot's going to feel like nine wins. <laughs> like we're like, ah, we're so excited. Um, Stu on the other side on defense, I feel like the past couple of times I've listened to Frank Wright talk, he feel, it feels like he knows a secret and nobody in the room knows it. And he's trying to figure out ways to answer questions without revealing the secret. And I think the secret is they're going to be all right. Like on defense, I, people yeah. are trying to forget Brian Burns didn't play a snap in preseason. I don't think Derek Brown played in preseason. Justin Houston didn't play in preseason. Like they, they didn't really play with their defense. And people are going on and on about, oh, my gosh, you let – uh, such Zach, uh, Zach Wilson throw for all over the yard with the Jets and stuff and – 
That's because he didn't have no dog chasing. Yeah, like Burns went out there like scaring him to death. Like, what? Do you, how do you feel? Because you've actually you've actually watched like the guys that didn't play in preseason play in practice. Like, I'm I'm assuming you you kind of in on the secret too. Me, me. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. not? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Where, where are you on that? <laughs> I mean, I think. There's some there's some aspects of this roster that are concerning. I um, I think it's actually glaring in some spots. Yeah, let's um, like cornerback. They've they've got to add there. Um, obviously, when you let Keith Taylor go, I think there's what only four on the 53 man right now. Yeah, I'm pulling um, it. But I mean, we've seen in the past C.J. Henderson one week looks like he's starting to figure things out and look like he's a first round pick again, and then the next week again looks like he's someone that maybe shouldn't even be on a 53-man roster. So he's got to have some more consistency. Um, but you bring in Troy Hill. I mean, he hasn't been here all that long. He hasn't played in a preseason game with this team. You don't know what that's going to look like. But before that move was made and before Keith Taylor was let go, I've been saying they need more depth of corner. They have to get more depth of corner, especially if J.C. or Dante go down. You're in a little bit of trouble. Defensive line, I think uh, – that's that's a big area of concern. I mean, outside of Derek Brown and Shy Tuttle, what do you have? I mean, I just talked to you before the show. I mean, we were kind of joking around, like, who the heck is Nick Thurman? Like, like these guys aren't aren't guys that are I would expect to to be on the roster for very long, where if they do, they're probably not gonna have a huge impact. They're not long term solutions. So keep an eye on the waiver wire for the next 24 hours or so and see if they can put in a claim for somebody to add some depth there. And then, you know, I think the offensive line needs a little bit of work too. Really the main theme of this whole thing is they don't really have depth and that's not a big surprise. Like when you go through a coaching staff change, you're going to have a complete different scheme on both sides of the ball more than likely. And they have. And when you have all these new guys on both sides of the ball, you're going to have to, I mean, when you have a brand-new quarterback, brand-new receiving core, essentially, I mean, it's going to take some time for these guys to actually hit their stride. But they've got to build depth, and it's going to take a year or two before that actually comes to fruition. So I I think that's why when we get into these season predictions, we're going to see, like, yeah, they're going to win some games. But I don't know if they're going to win 10, 11, 12, like some fans think, just because all of a sudden they got a franchise quarterback now and a brand-new coach that's somewhat competent. So – like, I think we've got to tap on the brakes a little bit because of the depth issues that may haunt this team in the back end of the season. I like what you did there. I like how he kind of foreshadowed, like, what we're going to do in about 10 minutes <laughs> with the schedule. The, you know, pump your brakes a little bit. We don't have all that depth. I don't know if we, by the time we get to November, dudes are going to be out there. You don't know their names. I, I like what you did there. I, I did because you tempered me a little bit because I'm sitting going, 14 and three. Let's do this, baby, right now. Let's, wow. But no, look, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that in just a bit. Um, let's look at the 53. So, uh, quarterback, of course, uh, Matt Corral, Andy Dalton, Bryce Young, Jake L- uh, Luton, the fourth string guy, uh, is out. Uh, we got cut. Uh, are they going to carry three quarterbacks into the season? Matt Corral's yeah. safe? Yeah. I, I yeah. think most, if not all, NFL teams are probably going to keep that third quarterback just for that. Cause you don't want to have that San Francisco 49er situation. Yeah. <laughs> We're, uh, and honestly, I was trying to think who has a better backup situation in the league than Carolina right now. 
New Orleans, maybe? Would would well I'd rather I'd rather have Andy Dalton uh, than James Winston, I think. I maybe mean I would. Who I'm just trying to think of who else who's the backup in Kansas City? The older guy. Um, um yeah, he retired, didn't he? You're talking was. about Chad Henney. No, nah, he's well, he's in those subway. Wayne Gabbert, I think, right? Wayne Gabbert? No. No, you know, I'm talking about the subway commercials where uh, <laughs> Pat Mahomes on the sideline. He's like, it's the official sandwich for Super Bowl winning quarterbacks or something. And then, like, behind him, it's like the dude, the backup. He's like, it's also the sandwich for the backup of the Super Bowl quarterback or whatever. It's like, I, I can't remember who it is. It's, I think it is Chad Henney. I can't, I think it is Chad Henney. Yeah. Cause he had to come in uh, in that playoff game last year when he got, when he got hurt for a little bit. Remember? Yeah, but I don't think he's still there, though. Sure. And Chad Haney's got to be like forty-five at this point. Like he's been around forever. Didn't he play at Michigan like in the like in the nineties? I want to say he retired, but I could be wrong. I mean, you could say maybe Jacoby Brissett in Washington. Um, hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, Cooper Rush in, in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Chiefs quarter, the Chiefs backup quarterback is Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. Okay. So, uh, and then uh, San Francisco actually kind of maybe fixed their situation. I don't want to sit here and say Sam Darnold's going to be a, a better second string quarterback than Andy Dalton when we just had Sam Darton, uh, Darnold starting for us <laughs> last year. That doesn't seem to equate uh, to me. Um, past quarterback, running backs, they've got uh, Raheem Blackshear, Chuba Hubbard, Miles Sanders, which is the three we kind of thought we're going to get on here. Uh, Spencer Brown, who had a decent preseason. And uh, the App State product, Cameron Peoples, uh, out. I, I have a lot of App State friends that are asking me constantly about would Cameron Peoples make this roster? And I would just be like, mm. but in my mind, I was like, probably. Not. <laughs> like, I feel make- like Spencer Brown can, if, if he doesn't get claimed, you can see him back. Practice squad guy, you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Peoples might find a spot someplace because he did have a great career uh, at App State, but on the, uh, the out. They kept seven wide receivers DJ Chark, Terrence Marshall, uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., Jonathan Mingo, uh, LaVisca Chenault, uh, the, the kid they just traded for, Amir Smith, Marset. Adam Thielen and Derek Wright uh, making the uh, the roster. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy high, right there. You were, y'all were high on Derek Wright uh, when you first yeah. started seeing him. Um, His name we I call him DW. DW. You surprised DW made this roster, or just happy he made this roster? I'm not surprised. There you go. See, and you said it with conviction too. Yeah, you knew. When, him. I, when I saw <laughs> he, he was he was out. He suited up with the ones. He took his pads off Come during home. the game. Made himself at home. You knew. You knew. I knew. He, he I knew. knew. Yeah, he knew. They, they knew. Out Gary Jennings, CJ Saunders, Javon Wims, Josh Van. Uh, tight ends. They kept five tight ends. Hayden Hurst, Giovanni. What? Hayden Hurst, Giovanni Ritchie, Stephen Sullivan, Ian Thomas, and Tommy Trimble. Uh, oh, that they, didn't cut, they didn't cut any. <laughs> like yeah, I, feel like, I feel like that's got a. That's going to change. That's some heaviness right there. That feels like uh, when a guy clears waivers at another position that they want. That's yep. the position room is going to be like, all right, well, not it. You know, one of you guys is going to be the one that uh, is going to be post-cut um, out of here. So I'm kind of looking through these names. Uh, I thought, didn't Ian Thomas just get an extension? So Hurst is signed. I think I think Tommy, or I mean, Ian Thomas and Hayden Hurst are really the only two clear-cut safe guys in that room. You think Trouble might be in danger? I don't, I don't know if I would say he's in danger, but I, I wouldn't say he's necessarily safe either. Offensive lineman. Uh, this has been the the talked about topic uh, amongst Panther faithful. 
Bradley Bozeman, Brady Christensen, Akim Aquanu, Nash Jensen, Ricky Lee. Who's Ricky Lee? Uh, Cade Mays, Taylor Wilton, <laughs> and Chandler Zavala uh, made the cut. Deontay Brown is out, uh, former Matt Rule pick. Larnell Coleman, J.D. DiRenzo, Cam, uh, Cam Irvin, Michael Jordan, Justin McCray, and Sam Tecklenburg. Uh, Austin Corbett got moved to the pup list where he cannot uh, play, what, for the first four weeks of the season or something to that effect. So yeah. Corbett, the starting right guard. Um, anyone in there? Who is Ricky Lee? <laughs> like, who, who is Ricky Anybody Lee? should know who that is. It should be you. Me? Where, why would yeah. I? Where did A&T you boy. Oh, I – I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just push buttons for. I don't know the roster act clearly, but I'm surprised that uh, look at look at Aggie Pride getting up in there. Only uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing there, like Stu mentioned earlier, they want to go a little bit younger, and who knows, maybe something pops through on waivers that, that they like, and they can make upgrade. But when you start getting into some of these veterans that may have guaranteed contracts, that's something that maybe Carolina didn't really want to mess with. So. You got Nash Jensen, Ricky Lee, two undrafted free agents. There's nothing really guaranteed there. Um, Nash Jensen kind of flashed. Uh, I like Nash Jensen. Jensen. His name has come up a lot past couple of weeks, so he yeah. uh, good for him. And that's one of the stories, like uh, like like Stu was saying early on, where you know undrafted, you got to work your way up from the not just the bottom, like the bottom bottom, get past the drafted uh, kids, the free agents, the the incumbents, and to get a spot on this team where he's probably going to play. Somewhere along the line, if he's still in there, he's going to get a chance to play just for the nature of that position. Uh, he'll probably get out there. Are they looking at Zavala to start at right guard until Corbett is back? Or I, be, I hope so. They'll, they'll battle that out for the next week. Caden uh, Mays just returned to practice. So mm. um, they'll battle that out. But I mean, to go back on the undrafted stuff real quick, I think it's, it's interesting to note that, like, for undrafted free agents, I would expect that the hardest position to actually make a roster at as an undrafted free agent is probably offensive line because of how big that jump is every level. You talk about it in college, like you rarely see true freshmen play. At yeah. Yeah. It's such a big jump. I would say that it's probably the same thing in the NFL. That's, yeah. a, good, that's a really good point. Because um, you never think about it. I think people think, I guess, I've heard people say like running back or wide receiver is the easiest – to, to go from college to pro at where it's not as huge of a jump. I don't know if I buy that completely. And Stu, maybe you can talk to that in terms of was it a, was it like the speed that much faster than than you know playing at a power five in Oregon or was it seamless? Because you you played a lot as a rookie. Like was it seamless for you coming in in a running back position? Um, I think yeah, on. I think the transition for a running back is it might be one of the easier. I'm not going to say it's easy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's easy. It's easy. If you have a good coach that can like really get, you know, terminology down, you're not back there thinking because if you're, it's all about whether or not you got the information, right? If you can, if you got the information and you can, you know, diagnose things quick, um, then you can just play. And that's one of the biggest things that, you know, I feel like rookies go through, um, you know, at this level at all positions is how fast can I diagnose what's in front of me with the information that I have. And I think 
offensive line is one of those positions for sure because you got calls that you got to make. You got a guy that's sweating and breathing all hard next to you and across from you, and he's all he wants is the quarterback's lunch. And so <laughs> – or the running back's lunch. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think there's – you know, you can make an argument for each position of, uh, as far as, you know, what's hard and what's not. I mean, you got DBs that got to have, you know, a, a memory of a goldfish by living on an island by yourself sometimes. <laughs> it's facts, because, though. Big facts. Because like, you, you're going to get dogged. You're going to get dogged here and there. You're going to get beat here and there. But you got to make sure you, uh, you're ready for the next play. The, um, and that you got to know the calls and where you're going to be at. You know, it's crazy, too, because when you think about it, like the rookies you hear about in the NFL are probably going to be those that are out on islands, wide receiver, DB. Like it seems like those flat running back, you might a rookie running back might come in and cause a stir. You rarely hear about that rookie offensive lineman that's like playing so well, which is, you know, we had Icky last year. He didn't really he wasn't really getting pumped as like, oh, this is the next big thing. He was having a season where he wasn't failing <laughs> like, you know, as a rookie. So there's a different expectation there, whereas a guy like Sauce Gardner can come in and be a star like year one if he just covers more often than not, you know, and like yeah. does his job because of the nature of that position and having the spotlight on him, I suppose. Uh, the, yeah, the, the offensive line don't get no, a, enough love as it is. And yeah. So it's kind of good that, you know, they don't get a lot. All, it's, you got to keep them, keep them grounded. <laughs> I've always been taught that if if you're an offensive lineman and your name's being called, then you're doing something wrong. Like bad, something, exactly. yeah, something bad happening for them to mention you at all on the uh, yeah. <laughs> on the broadcast. Uh, defensive lineman, they kept. Now this is the, now this is the part that I mean, uh, Skyler, we're looking at before the show started. They kept five: Derek Brown, LeBrian Ray, Nick Thurman, Shy Tuttle, Deshaun Williams. We know about Tuttle and Williams. They came in from free agency. Derek Brown, of course, our first rounder. Who in the world is LeBron Ray and Nick Thurman? Are we supposed to know who these people are, or <laughs> am I out the loops? I don't even remember hearing their names in preseason. Like, who? Yeah, I mean Thurman was kind of quiet, in my opinion, in the preseason. LeBron Ray had a good game against one of the New York teams. If I can't remember off the, I think it was the G- Giants game. Um, yeah, it was because that's two days later they got rid of McCall. That's um, where I think maybe that's why this looks so like thin because McCall's not there anymore, but. Yeah. We never officially heard why. It sounds like they, he just wasn't doing what the coaches were asking him to do, which is a big problem when you're trying to make an NFL team. <laughs> you probably need to do what the coaches are asking you to do instead of freelancing it. And that's kind of what it sounded like McCall was doing. And they just had enough of it and was just like, all right, man, get out of here. <laughs> they got rid of three guys at that at that spot. They got rid of Bravion Roy and John Penasini as well. So Roy was uh, a rule guy. Uh, Bravion Roy uh, was a Bravion, Bravion Roy just felt like not a true fit in, in this defense. And he actually got waived by the Bears. Um, but Penasini just couldn't stay healthy. So there's those two. And then whatever the heck happened with McCall, I don't know. But um, Let me, yeah, I think this is a spot they're going to look at. I, I'm going to put a what if in here real quick. Uh, I'm going to scroll back up to the running back room. Because I've been hearing that um, the Bears, that uh, Deontay Foreman may not make their roster. Did he get? Did he make their hey. roster? You if he don't make it, bro. <laughs> he don't make it. You know where he needs to come. He needs that's, to come that's right back would here. You, would you bring back Deontay Foreman here? And if you yeah. brought him back, who are you letting go? Blackshear or Hubbard? Or Hubbard? I'm not letting go of any of them. I, uh, I wouldn't let go of any of them. I, I would just add him 
Because, I mean, he's a big back presence. and yep. We don't really yeah, have a big kinda, back. Yeah. Least. So, I'm just throwing it out now. I don't know if the Bears cut him. or matter I, fact, know, I, I know who would like him. Deuce Staley might like him because I remember, he, you know, remember he was on the sideline oh, last yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> coaching for Detroit while <laughs> while we was running up and down that Ran field. through. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he remembers him. <laughs> the uh, – let me go back down to the defense. So uh, that was the defensive lineman. They seem kind of thin. Henry Anderson's on injured reserve. Uh, I would imagine that's the group that's going to get some something added to it in the next 24, 36 hours, I would think, just from looking at this. Uh, they got five guys. Like I, mm. <laughs> It feels like the spot. Outside linebacker, uh, Amari Barno, Ryan Burns, Yatur Gross Matos, Marquise Haynes Sr., Justin Houston, DJ Johnson, all the guys that we kind of thought were going to make it. Kobe Jones, EQ, uh, Leota, and Jordan Thomas did not make the cut. Kind of surprised a little bit that Kobe Jones didn't. Uh, but look at the names that did. They all either showed flashes or they're pro bowlers. So, like, you know, it. yeah, <laughs> that, that looks that looks right. <laughs> that looks good. That, that looks like a very strong, strong position there. Yeah, the yeah the outside linebackers and then the inside linebackers. You got Camus, Grugier, Hill, Frankie Louvu, Shaq Thompson, Chandler Wooten. Is this the strongest position on this roster? Depth wise, I think it is. Um, yeah, Deion Jones got cut, didn't he? Last year, I would say that the linebackers is probably like one of the thinnest groups, but now they've mm-hmm. really revamped it. And, and I think the one guy there that gets under, uh, well, not underlooked, overlooked a lot is Chandler Wooten. Um, special teams ace, he could factor in a little bit on defense, but I mean that kid is a stud on special teams. The uh, you were on Camu uh, Grugio Hill a couple weeks ago in training camp, weren't you? Was that the one you were saying to keep an eye out on him? And then he yeah. ends up making the fifty-three. Yeah. So it would be the starting uh, linebacking core would be Brian Burns at one outside linebacker, Justin Houston at the other one, I would imagine, uh, with a rotation of. Barno, Gross Matos, Haynes, Johnson. And then inside, you got Frankie Lugo and Shaq Thompson, where Grugio Hill can come in and spell them. And, of course, uh, Jeremy Chen can drop down in there as well. Uh, Deion Jones got cut, if I'm not mistaken, right, like after they posted this. So he's not there. Brandon Smith uh, cut. And probably the coolest name this uh, training camp, Bumper Pool, uh, is out. Um, Ace Ely. Cornerbacks, Jeremy Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Chin, C.J. Henderson, Troy Hill, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson. Are you surprised they're labeling Jeremy Chin as a cornerback? Uh, I mean, yes. he, I don't know what this is. I mean, most – I think even the team site had him labeled as a safety, but – It's uh, – where am I? I think I'm on USA Today. Um, I mean, he yeah. is at nickel, but – so maybe that's why. But so, uh, Some of their – well, there's a lot of cornerbacks that got cut, but – Keith Taylor was a fourth round uh, selection last year. Uh, fifth round, two, one, three two years ago, ago. twenty one. One of those Matt Rule picks. It was a couple years back. He's been floating back there. Stanley Thomas Oliver the third, same thing. He was a late round pick. 
uh, for us, if I'm not mistaken. Mac McCain, the third, got cut. Hurt Miller, Mark Milton, and Reg John Wright. Safeties, they kept Von Bell, Sam, Fra- Sam Franklin Jr., Jamie Robinson, the, uh, the kid from Florida State uh, that they picked that a lot of people have been pretty high on, and Xavier Woods. That seems pretty strong uh, at safety between yeah. Bell and Woods with, like, Robinson kind of there and Franklin uh, doing his thing. I-, I like that group there. And then the specialist, uh, J.J. Jansen. Um, entering J. J. 28 or whatever year it is for Johnny Hector and Eddie Panero and Matthew Wright uh, didn't make the cut there. So that's your 53-man roster for the Panthers. I feel pretty good about what they have, except for what Skyler pointed out in terms of uh, depth. depth. Yeah, yeah uh, that's kind of eye-opening that if you have a something happen at a position – and you don't have a whole lot behind it. That could be a glaring weakness for the Panthers um, going into the season. Uh, let's do this before we get out of here because I want to get this all in because we're getting near uh, our end point here. Our um, our 2023 NFL schedule. Uh, we started this last year when Stu came on, and right around this week, where we got about two weeks before we start the season, we're gonna act. We actually go in and try to pick the. Uh, the schedule win loss uh, as a, as a group, as a unit. So what will happen is I'm going to scroll through uh, the season. Might even put on some mood music and we're going to pick uh, whether or not we think the pants are going to win or lose that ball game. And we're going to keep track of it. And at the end of it, we'll see what the believe in Panthers crew believes the regular season record will end up being. Uh, and okay. So we got it here. What's y'all gonna move for? It's morning time. You want something upbeat? You want something sexy? You want something <laughs> gospel? Like what? Which, what are we doing here? <laughs> I'm throw a little something on behind us here just to set the tone and get us right. Yeah, man. It's, you know, hmm. let's let's uh, yeah, way back. Let's do like a little way back Wednesday, like a little, okay. like a little little. You know, I mean, I got some like SOS band in here. We'll go a little just like there we go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna smooth this out. We're just kind of we're gonna figure this out, Panther fans. So um week one. This is crazy. Week one, uh <laughs> Atlanta. At Atlanta, Sunday, uh September the 10th, one o'clock kickoff. How we feeling? Mercedes Benz Stadium on the road. Nobody knows what we're running on offense, like literally, including Atlanta. Stu. Win, lose. <laughs> Wait, you're muted again. <laughs> you already know what time it is. Okay, here we go. So Carolina Panthers win that. That's easy money. Frank Wright gonna come out there and, sh- and shock the world. Like, oh, that's what they're running. I'm sorry, I gotta stop this music. <laughs> I'm not that's gonna make this segment if it was actually kind of matching it a little bit. <laughs> So Stu's Stu's got the the W. Uh, Skyler, what do you got for Week One, Atlanta? Uh, Coin flip, but uh, I'll give I'll give the Panthers the edge here. All right. Well, I don't even have to vote then, so we got that as a dub. Uh, Week two, second divisional uh, game in a row at home on Monday night against the New Orleans Saints, and uh, I'd assume it's Derek Carr and the Saints coming into town. Be the first primetime game for Bryce Young and company. Uh, I might try to go to that. Um, what's uh thoughts here? New Orleans Saints, Monday the 18th, week two. Hmm. Mm. 
Bryce Young gonna shock. He gonna be like, they gonna listen. Bryce Young, that's a Monday Night Football game. Yeah, so they're gonna get some yeah. extra, an extra. You gonna, know, this is days, they, we, we gonna really see how Bryce can perform when everybody's looking at him. Yeah, this will be. That's what mm-hmm. he's already done that because he's been he national. He's been a national champion. Go so, ask Georgia what he did to them in the yeah. SEC championship game two years ago, where he just uh, this is the Georgia defense that people were saying might be one of the greatest of all time. And then he throw for like four hundred yards or something on them, and like had them juking and missing. And yeah, go ask go ask Georgia. That's <laughs> a home game too. It's gonna be juice. Okay, Bank of America Stadium's gonna be rocking that night. I think. Um, you going with the win too, Skyler, or are you gonna you gonna poo poo on this? Because <laughs> even the teams here of late that haven't been that good have won at home against the Saints. So I'm gonna say I'm feeling the stew uh, vibe here with all the energy. They go two and zero, and all Panthers Nation is going holistic. Starting Super Bowl out. bound two and zero. The Panthers, which is huge, which is huge because of the two you know. division games, right? The division games, so that would be huge for them to jump out that way. And everybody that was all like, "Well, we didn't see him do anything in the preseason," <laughs> that Frank Wright's plan would have been working to uh, perfection. That nobody knows what we're running until about week three or four, because we didn't show any of it in the preseason. Week three at Seattle, you gotta go cross country. It's a four oh five uh, kickoff. Uh, Seattle is one of those squads where it's like. I feel like they're quietly rebuilding what they were doing when Pete Carroll first got there. Like it feels like the same blueprint. They're just filling in the gaps. Um, what do you guys think about that one? That one seems a little tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I know you don't want to say yeah. it, but <laughs> that's a, it's a tough one because I, I, I feel the vibes <laughs> as well. And it's a, it's a cross country trip. Mm-hmm. It might be a little winded, you know, Monday night football game. Last time we went to Seattle, we won, if I'm not mistaken. But it's been a while. Yeah. I think that was the Cam I'm, I'm, I'm going to say we might lose that one. Still. Yeah. I mean, uh, Skyler? Yeah, I'm going to keep Desmond out of the voting still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going loss here, too. All right. I mean, I can I can, I can, can understand that one. Uh, week four. Home, 1 o'clock kickoff versus Kirk Cousins in the Minnesota Vikings. And Jalen uh, Bullers. Yeah, so Thielen will get a chance to play against his former team, Justin Jefferson, who I saw yesterday. I don't know what it was, but he was voted the second best player in the NFL. Like, I don't know if I agree with a wide receiver that touches the ball maybe 10 times. He's He's good. You know, it's crazy, too, because I was watching highlights of him last year. I think they were playing Green Bay or somebody. It felt like no one was guarding him. Like, every time he caught the ball, there was no one else in the screen for, like, 10 plus yards, like every time he caught the ball, he'd be like in the middle of the field, like catching the ball. I'm like, how do you lose Justin Jefferson? Like, no one scouted him. <laughs> I feel like the, the way they ran their offense was you had to cover everyone. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, you had feeling out there. Like, if you leave him open, then what? <laughs> if you leave him open, he's going to catch the ball. He's so. still, he's still, <laughs> he's going to be in the right spot yeah, all the he's time. Be there. So, and so, I think um, who, who else was there? Uh, I mean, Dalvin yeah. Cook was the running back. Uh, there was another kid last year that went off. Like, yeah, because Thielen didn't play a lot towards the end of the season. That other kid started playing a little bit more. Um, I can't. I remember. think at the end of the day, though, the Minnesota Vikings—that's a home game for us. Yep. 
they're going to be like, oh, they're going to throw it to Thielen. So we got to make sure we make, you know, don't make them look, don't let them make us look bad. And I feel like our tight end is going to have a killer. Oh, uh, Hurst. Game that game. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, I, because, I, just because of the, the coverage aspect, uh, I feel like when you go into games where it's like you have a meaningful game, especially if you're a defense, you're going to be all wound up and trying to stop a guy. And you have a quarter like, quarterback like Bryce Young who's highly educated and smart and knows what to do with the ball. He's going to utilize those tight ends a lot this year, I feel like. Yeah, and my understanding is Frank Wright uses the tight end position, which is probably why they kept five of them. Uh, just answer my own question. Um, <laughs> that he really uses the tight end position a lot in his offense. So, uh, you picking a win or a loss for Minnesota? That's a dub. Dub, Skyler. Desmond, welcome to the party. You get the vote. <laughs> yeah. Um, crap. And you left it with Minnesota. They won, they won thirteen games last year. Uh, but they don't have Thielen anymore. They let Dalvin Cook go. Um. I don't know if they're exactly going to be the same. Got Jordan Addison now. That's true. Was that the was that the one from last year? No, he's a rookie. Well, he just got. He's a rookie. Okay, but he's a was he a Blitnikoff winner? Yeah, two years ago. Okay, so, uh, he's the one that went to um, to That's USC, right? yeah, and the whole NIL stuff where he was like, basically, they paid me to <laughs> they paid me to come over here, and I and I came. Um, I'm gonna go. They're at home, and I feel like Frank Wright and this coaching staff in particular are going to really hammer home the importance of winning all your home games, uh, especially at BOA. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick them to win because it's at BOA. So right now, after the first four weeks, we got them at three and one. Uh, just hold on, Panther fans. Just, <laughs> just hold on, and I'm, I'm sure this is going to even out here in a little bit. Week five, Sunday, October the 8th, 1 p.m. kickoff on Fox at – the kneecap biting Detroit Lions. Um, Revenge week here for Detroit. Mm, and yeah, I, the indoors, the indoors for this one. <laughs> I, I know I sound like a uh, a Debbie Downer here with all these losses I'm suggesting, but I mean, it's really <laughs> up start to the schedule. It's going to get easier after the bye week, but I'm going loss here. I think Detroit responds, gets their revenge. Yeah, I'm I'm going with you on on that as well. Detroit just seems like. Whoever that running back is, they got. Mm, mm. They, Whatever he, if he does what if he does what he was doing in preseason, oh, it's yeah. going to be a problem. They let especially on, especially yeah. on that turf. <laughs> yeah, Detroit looks like they're they're right there in that division too. Uh, the NFC North, and we're going to do division winners next week. But Detroit might. They're in the mix. Yeah, they're in there. They're in there. Like it, that, that's an interesting division. Uh, a lot of turnover there. Like well, it's been Aaron Rodgers' division forever. So like this is the first year where it's kind of it's almost like when Tom Brady left the AFC East. It's like it kind of opened up everything. I kind of expect that to happen uh, there. Um, week six, October fifteenth, one o'clock kickoff on CBS at the Miami Dolphins, um, who may have the fastest collection of wide receivers in the league. Like history <laughs> like all in one yeah, this is this is tough for the old secondary uh i i've i can't see this one seems like a game where they may fall behind two scores early and they just can't keep up i'm going loss still i'm going loss as well mm. and we're three and three 
<laughs> so it's just like that. So as we enter the bye week, you know, get good though. Get good. Now, honestly, if we get to the bye week and we're three and three, keeping your head above. Yeah, that's yeah. that's probably with two division wins. Like out of three, that's yeah. we're okay. We're okay. Panthers fans, calm down. We're okay. Three and three. <laughs> we're at the bye. Is it good to have the bye that early, Stu? Week seven. I feel like that's a good bye. Yeah. You know, I think it's who you got coming after. I mean, yes, it's mm-hmm. you know you got Texans, Colts. I mean, Both that's games. those. Are, that's a pretty good confident, you know, confidence builder right there. That's gonna be fun. They might they might flex that game. Uh, Houston, uh, not that one. Uh, Houston, Carolina, week eight, uh, end of October, Sunday, October 29th, ninth, one o'clock kickoff, Bank of America Stadium. They are at home. That will be. This is our little stretch where we go through the first and second year quarterbacks uh, versus Bryce Young. So. I would assume C.J. Stroud is starting in this game, so it'll be the number one pick versus the number two pick in this previous draft. Texans, Panthers, it's at Bank of America Stadium. Um, this is a win. I mean, the Texans bad. are such a, in, in a big rebound. I know everyone talks about Arizona being maybe the worst team in the league, and they very well might, but I don't think Houston's very far off. Now, yeah, Houston picked at number two because they they had the number two pick. We picked the number one because we went up to go get it. And I think a lot of analysts forget that because they're like, the Panthers are – they were the worst team in the league last year. They had number one pick. No, <laughs> like follow the follow the narrative. That's not what happened. The I mean the uh, the Texans though, they lost everything. <laughs> like yeah. they had nothing. Like and they literally got probably the most aggressive I've seen a team in the in the trade uh, in the draft in a long time in terms of what they did uh, in the first round this year uh, to get the two guys they wanted. And they're probably going to be picking on next year too. Uh, so we we can call that a dub since it's at home. Yeah. Yeah. It's a true it's a true rebuild year for them. Week and nine. We're gonna take full advantage of that. I, I'm looking at that game, depending on what both teams are doing, they might flex that to uh a night game. Because you're gonna have Bryce Young versus Anthony Richardson, prime time. Frank uh, is his old team. It's Frank Wright's old team that let him go. Uh it's at home, it's at Bank of America Stadium. It's already an afternoon game. It's at four oh five uh on that Sunday, November the fifth. On CBS. Will Jonathan Taylor be there? That's a great question. If Jonathan if Jonathan Taylor is around and they somehow work something out and he's playing, he's gonna be pissed off. I don't like that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're gonna be mad. Like you didn't got to come with. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it's so far out. There's no way to really know. But yeah, you're right. If if Taylor's actually playing. Um, that that RPO with Taylor it's and Richard, scary. yeah, it's scary. I'm not sure what you're supposed to do with it. <laughs> so it's almost like Jalen Hurts running it, but just on a different level athletically. Um, but Indianapolis, I'm, going, I'm going the dub. I'm going the dub. <laughs> I think yeah, it's, it's, going at it's at home, uh, and I, I'm sticking with that. So Panthers win two more. So we got them now after week nine. Five wins, three losses, so five and three. Uh, week 10 at the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. Got a couple of guys there that we're pretty familiar with. DJ Moore, wide receiver. Maybe Deontay Foreman. I never checked if he got cut. Deontay Foreman at uh, running back. Uh, it's at Soldier Field. It's a eight, it's a primetime game, actually. is that That's a Thursday night game uh, on prime video. This, this is a game where you look at the two teams stacked against each other, and I think – you would probably say the Panthers are still a little bit more talented, but 
you're going to win some games and lose some games you shouldn't. I think this is a game they lose that they shouldn't, but they're going to win another game here soon that they're probably not going to be favored in. So I'm going loss. Stu? I'm going a dub. Hmm. And for those that are following, Deontay Foreman looks like he made the cut uh, in Chicago. So we'll hold on to that dream for another day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I think he did get hurt or something like that. Yeah, I think he's hurt. Game, didn't he? so, yeah, yeah, I think I think he's injured. Uh, again, we're talking about a team that picked where they picked. Well, they had the number one pick. <laughs> we traded with them. Like they were the worst team in football last year. Uh, I, I think what this one is going to depend on how how much Justin Justin Fields has progressed from rookie year to this Short year. week, too. Short week. Short week. I don't uh, know. It's Mm, it's on the road. Off day or off week before that or not. But. Mm, that seems like one of the ones where we just, you know, we have one game every year where we're just flat. Like nothing works. We're just, it just from the very beginning, like you just kind of know, all right, this game is something's off with us today. I think it could be that one for everything you just said. Short week, you're coming off of uh, playing a late Sunday game, and now you got to go fly to Chicago, play the Bears on a Thursday night, but they're not very good. <laughs> so it's like- <laughs> Desmond, let me, let me break it down to you. This is going to be a character building game. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, these would be, you know, you start the season off as a team that you don't really know what you're really all about. This, this, this week 10, you'll, you'll know exactly who the Panthers are. I'm gonna, you know, you talked me into it. I'm gonna pick the Panthers. Because- <laughs> there you go. There you go, baby. Let's go. You just, you Get me, off the bridge and everything. Yeah, because it's like at that point Step we step away from the bridge. We <laughs> now we're doing this assuming that we're as healthy as can be. We, we I mean, we just we're good to go. Uh, yeah. We're fresh, <laughs> like in week ten, uh, week eleven. The Dallas Cowboys come to Bank of America Stadium. That is a one o'clock game on Fox. Will Dak uh, Prescott be starting? Oh, Trey Lance. I'm not worried about Trey Lance being there. Like, I've, I've served that narrative all week. I'm like, Trey Lance couldn't start in San Francisco. <laughs> you know, like, they tried to give it to him, and he, he couldn't hold on to it. He's, I think he's a year or two away. Um, now, would that did that please Dak that they went out and did that? No. <laughs> they didn't even tell him. Apparently. <laughs> There's like, Cowboys fans out there that are more ticked that they let Will Greer go. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We know Will. <laughs> we know yeah, Will quite Will, well. Hey, uh, Will, and he played. It. Will had a great yes, uh, he did. preseason. Somebody's going to grab him. Somebody's going to grab him. And then, like, uh, I mean, Cooper Rush is still there. That's what I was saying before. Like, Dallas has a pretty good situation at quarterback. You can kind of stow Trey Lance away for a little bit. And if Dak is, you know, asking for more than what you want to give him on an extension or – he throws another 20 interceptions or whatever it was like he did last year, which is weird because before last year, Dak was like the dude when it came to like ball security. Like he he rarely turned it over. And last year, like, I don't know what happened to him, but the faucet just he had a couple of three interception games. And I, I would assume he's going to come back to the mean. He's not going to be playing like that again this year. Plus, Dallas has won like 12 games, what, like past two years or something like that. So, I mean, they're, Dallas is a good team. Um I don't know what happened with McCarthy calling the plays, but this is the game that I think they win that they probably should. Um, they win that they probably shouldn't. Okay, I can, I can I can ride with that. Okay, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was not expecting that. 
you, you expect that the cowboy takeover at BOA and yeah. Yeah. You know, Des is going to hear it all week from all these Cowboy fans in North Carolina, but then Man, everyone's going to come back on Monday and you'll see it on first take and everything else. Oh, my God, the Cowboys lost to the Panthers. Their season's yeah. over. It sucked. Yeah. Oh, this is it right here. Have y'all watched yeah, Undisputed yet? Have you watched the new Undisputed yet? No. It is insanity. <laughs> it is complete chaos for like two hours. It's literally – it's Skip Bayless. Imagine these four guys on a show. Skip Bayless, Keyshawn Johnson, Richard Sherman, Michael Irvin. It's those four around the smallest table they could find. <laughs> it's the four of them just yelling at each other about just everything. And it's yeah. awesome. It is great. I, I hate it because Skip – well, I hate it because it's it's so – there's no structure really to it once they get going. I love it because Skip is like on his own show. And he's just kind of having to sit back and listen, <laughs> like he can't yeah. even walk. Like they're yeah, don't you don't you say nothing, Skip? <laughs> they literally are like going to take his show, and like uh, they probably got one too many guys. But if you haven't watched it, go check it out. It's a little different than what you're used to with uh, Skip and uh, yeah. Shannon. And Shannon Sharp's going to be on first take uh, yeah. like next week. So they just basically yeah. did a Stephen A. A swap. I can't. They I can't trade. wait for them. They're gonna both team up. They're gonna both team up on Dallas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, they're gonna be- go in on that. I feel bad for Dan Orlovsky. Carolina Panthers about to get so much pub that week. Hey, listen, <laughs> Panther fans, I, there better not be no excuse why we should be packing out this stadium. I don't want to see no doubt. It, it should be. It should be seventy five percent full of Panther fans. Remember San Francisco and what happened last year when that whole yeah, we can't have that because I remember Stu texting us. He was like, "Yo, it's like blood red in here. Like the whole yeah. <laughs> the whole stadium is forty nine <laughs> red and gold. Like what happened? I'm like this it's might a bloody be the last week. Here. <laughs> this might be the last week of some of this. Uh, yeah. Did we, we pick them to win, Dallas? Yep. Yes. All right. All right. It's getting kind of interesting. Week twelve. I'm trying to burn through here. Uh, Tennessee at Tennessee. Uh, on Fox, it's a one o'clock kick, which I like. Panthers team uh, tend to do fairly well at one o'clock kickoffs. Not that far to travel. I don't know what Tennessee is. Like, I really don't have a beat on Tennessee at all. Um, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I think they're going to be better than people think because people probably by now forget that they have DeAndre Hopkins. And I know that the the, the the narrative is that that's where receivers go to die. But that's right. <laughs> I mean, you have Derrick Henry in the backfield still, and if, if he's healthy, I think Brian Tannehill is still going to be a starter. I think this is a game that they probably should lose, but again, I think they find a way to win. Um, so I'm going to the win here. Stu, I feel like they might lose this one. It's on the road. They just played yeah. Dallas. They're, they've won. Actually, looking at this, they were be on a four game win. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me let me check myself here. I, <laughs> I'm going lost too because now that I think about it, yeah, they're going to be feeling all fat and sassy after that Dallas win. So, I mean, like again, based on what we got here, they rightfully beat, so. They would have beat the Texans, the Colts, the Bears, and the Cowboys. So yeah. they'd be on a four game winning streak at this point, and they would be. So that's four, maybe seven and three. Uh, before going into this game, um, like you're talking about leading the division, hell, you might be talking about leading the conference at that point for seven and three after 10 games. Uh, you're gonna be up there with them. Uh, but I kind of agree. Uh, well, you both said they lose, so it don't really matter what I say. So, <laughs> week 12, 
Uh, they got it as a, a, a loss. Week 13 at Tampa Bay. It's the first time we see Tampa Bay this season. Um, it's been team twice. And yeah, I, yeah, I think uh, Tampa's got some dudes at the skill position. I know they got Baker. But hey, this could be – he can look at his revenge game for himself. Um, we, ain't doing nothing to <laughs> we ain't do nothing to Baker. We gave him every opportunity in the world. Why are you mad at us? Completely <laughs> honest, Tampa Bay had has way more at skill uh, positions than what he had last year at Carolina, minus Christian McCaffrey. So, true, 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 true. Well, I mean, he had DJ Moore here too. Yeah, but you're right. Overall, volume wise, he's got some more there. But I think I've lost faith in Baker Mayfield. Whatever faith I had, like I don't, I just. Mm. If this feels like Tampa Bay is starting Baker so they can draft Caleb Williams next year, that's what it feels like to me. Like they literally are like, okay, we are hoping you turn in some sort of performance like you did last year to set us up to get Caleb Williams for next year. And at this point in the season, week 13, I don't know if we see some of those skill position players out there, you know, like there's going to be injuries, there's going to be things going on. Is Mike Evans playing week 13? You know, is, uh, you know, are, are some of those guys actually out there? Because uh, at that point, the, you know, the fix is in. If they're, tr- if they're really trying to <laughs> go after Caleb Williams, we're going to know by week 13 in Tampa. They're just not that good. Um, I think it's a win, too. But again, it's not really my stew. <laughs> Which what, you think it's a win or? It's a dub, man. Stop playing. All right. So we got it as a win. Week 14. At New Orleans, um, at the Caesar Superdome, one o'clock kickoff Sunday, December the tenth. It's on Fox. Uh, we picked them to beat New Orleans uh, at the beginning of the season in Week Two. What do we got going on here in the rematch? As my pen died, I'm gonna go with the loss, unfortunately. Yeah, but that's only because it's the beginning of the season, and I don't know any better. Typically, when the Saints start playing good football, regardless of who their coach or quarterback is, it's hard to beat a team twice, like I just mentioned. So, I I think they get a split here. Okay. So, now it's getting interesting. Uh, So, we got that as a loss. Week 15, we're going to start powering through. Uh, To be determined, don't know when they're going to play this game. Atlanta at Bank of America Stadium. Uh, That is a home game. We had them beating Atlanta on the road week one. They don't see them again until week 15. Uh, win or loss, gentlemen? That's a win, and it's going to be a grind. We're going to find out, you know, how our team can, you know, grind through games because I'm pretty sure Atlanta is not going to pass the ball that much this year. Yeah, I think uh, Robinson's <laughs> going to earn his paycheck uh, this year for yeah. sure. Um, Skyler? Yeah. yeah, ugly, but, uh, but a win. All right, week 16, Green Bay. Uh, this is an interesting one because I've been hearing a lot of glowing stuff about Jordan Love. And to be honest, looking on it, it, he should be positioned to play well. He just sat behind one of the goats for, what, like four years or something like that? He's watched everything this man has done and <laughs> practiced how he eats, like, like everything. Like, he should be okay. And Green Bay, they've got a running game. they got an offensive line. they got a decent defense. They were just a little off last year. They they lost a couple of games by five points or less, if I'm not mistaken. I think they lost four or five that way. Um, so they weren't like bottoming out or anything. I think just the relationship between I almost called him Brett Favre, uh, Aaron Rodgers and <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I think it just disrupted everything else that whole year. Having said that, where is this? This game is at Bank of America Stadium, 
and it's a one o'clock kickoff. It's Christmas Eve, uh, Sunday, December twenty fourth. Win or lose against the Jordan Love led well, Green Bay Packers. Last year, Christmas Eve was a freeze fest, but Green Bay's not you know foreign to that at all. So. I'm going to go Green Bay. I think they struggle at the start of the season, but by this time they're rolling, they're cooking, and I think they're they're sneaking on that playoff push. So I'm going Green Bay. Stu? <laughs> Green Bay might be good. Green Bay might be good. Lots, <laughs> a lot. Loss. Oh, okay. Loss. Well, they take it home. Okay, that's the only home loss. I think this, this is one that that starts to factor in. Yeah. Oh, so I got to. Sorry. Did you pick loss? You picked loss too, right, Skyler? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So this is the first home loss that they've picked here. So we're in week seventeen, and we are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville might be a surprise team in the AFC. They're trying to build things up. Um, yeah. yeah. Jacksonville is really good, man. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like Jacksonville about to – maybe I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to talk about it. This is, this is Believe in Panthers. <laughs> uh, but I feel like this is going to be a hard, like, fought game. We're going to – we're we're like, we're going to fall behind. Um, I feel like Ridley is going to have one of those years that just – Oh, snap. I forgot they got Calvin Ridley. Like, it's just one of those crazy years out of a receiver that people had expectations for and – He's going to meet those expectations. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with a loss. Yeah, this team's way too talented. They may be one of the better teams in the AFC. Um, wow. If Travis takes that next step, that's going to be – that's uphill sledding. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, yeah. too, that all, with all the talk we talk about with the AFC being loaded with quarterbacks, you usually have to get to, like, number six or seven before you even mention Trevor Lawrence. And actually, to be honest, <laughs> I rarely even hear them mention Trevor Lawrence in terms of that upper – echelon of quarterbacks in that just the AFC. Like usually, you know, it's Mahomes, it's Allen, it's uh Lamar Jackson. It's I mean he really only had last year because before that he had the the, the circus with Urban. So yeah, yeah. Um and that uh Netflix y'all kind of screwed up with that that uh yeah. documentary. Y'all left so much out <laughs> so much stuff. There's a lot of thuggery going on on that team and we didn't get to see none of it. <laughs> like none the Pouncy twins, yeah. no no Cam Newton. I did see Cam briefly in a clip. He was dancing in the background doing something, but they didn't even mention him really. Like they didn't mention him at all. Now that I think about it, they could have did that completely different. But uh, if you haven't watched it, go watch Swamp Kings uh, on Netflix. It's the story of the the Florida Gators championship runs with uh, Tim Tebow. Uh, week eighteen, Tampa Bay, last game of the season at Bank of America Stadium. I was trying to tell you. That's a get at that point. Tampa's all in on Caleb Williams at that point. I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. They are all in. Like there, there's no telling who's going to be playing for Tampa in that last game. I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're going to win that game. Are we, are we good with that? What do you think? Yeah, Skyler, because you look like you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they definitely go the top, They go for top fifth, top five pick. I really don't think Tampa's going to be as bad as we think. That that defense still's got some playmakers on it, and like I said. They've got guys at receiver. They've got guys that can catch the ball for Baker. And you look at – I mean, if they want to be in that Caleb Williams mix, they have a long way to go. they got to really, really tank because Arizona just cut Colt McCoy and they're now going to start probably Josh Dobbs. Like We just talked about Houston. Like, I don't even think they're one of the two worst teams. Maybe not even the worst three. 
Scholar, forget what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Tampa's so, about to be oh, what, not great. Well, not let me frame it. this, though, going in, because this matters, too. Going into that game, what we've picked, going into that game, Carolina would be 9-7. and seven. Oh yeah, they gotta win this game. Yeah, this They're gonna is, win uh, ten games. Like we, all right, move on. They, they win that. I'm gonna give them <laughs> ten and seven. Does that win the division? Uh, close. Must be a tie. Close. Ten, plus, I think the Saints, man, is the problem. Nah, I, ain't, I ain't gonna give the Saints no kind of nah. <laughs> Every year they yeah, turn. Gonna, it, nah. Saints are always gonna be the problem <laughs> for us. They're throwing our side, but then they're gonna end up. Just messing it up in the end anyway. It's the Saints. Like I just nah, I can't I can't vibe with that. <laughs> but 10 and 7, first year head coach, rookie quarterback starting. That ain't a bad way. And you'll you'll play. And actually, if you win the division, you're gonna get a buy. <laughs> you're gonna get a buy and play uh play in the playoffs. So we'll stop it right there. Um so we got him at 10 and 7 on the season, which Congratulations. Considering Congrats. I picked the Panthers Congrats, to win 11 games last year. <laughs> I think I, I did. I picked the Panthers to win 11 games last year. They won none. So, I mean, or no, they didn't. What did they win last year? Oh, seven. seven. That was close. Not really. But <laughs> their, heart, their hearts, they were trying. <laughs> they were trying to get to 11. Um, 10 and 7, I'd be happy with if they get there. We'll see if they do. We're going to go ahead and get out of here, though. Uh, next week, whole show just be we're picking the division winners. So, we already kind of have here – what we think the Panthers will be at 10 and seven. What do we think about the rest of the NFC South, all the divisions, NFC and AFC. We might even get into like figuring out, okay, well, here's the playoffs. This is what's going to happen. We might try to crown a Super Bowl winners. We might get a little nuts in here next week. So definitely make sure you pull up a chair, check us out uh, here on the believe podcast network brought to you by bet online. Uh, we'll be back next week, probably around about the same part of the week. Uh, again, go subscribe uh, at the Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel. You get a notification if you uh, hit the like button, subscribe. It'll let you know when we're about to come on so you can plan accordingly and uh, join in on the fun. For Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan, I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been watching and listening to the Carolina Panthers Believe in Panthers podcast on the Believe Podcast Networks. Keep pounding. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.